Hey everybody, welcome to the next podcast on your playlist. Welcome back. You guys are waiting for it and we're here now. Let's start everything off with some motion. Let's we, do some dancing. We How got some that? dancing. We're going to bring it and we want you to bring it too. Enjoy the music. Here we go. Yes, and that is the first time we've ever done that. We just lost all of our subscribers. Yeah. How many subscribers do we have? <laughs> Zero. Hey, this guess is our we first can't video go episode. Anywhere but up. That's true. We cannot dance, but we're here to practice. Yes. So many of you may not even know who we are. So, Riley, why don't you just tell us who we are? Wow. Uh, my name is Riley. Uh, I've been coaching at CrossFit Fury for the last four and a half years. Um, I'm trying to be a fireman right now, so I'm really into that. Um, recently started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so if that really makes you angry, this may not be for you. Why does it? Make, why would it make anybody angry? Well, because some people just don't you, like Brazilians, right? Yeah, maybe, or know. they don't like Jiu-Jitsu, or just just it's a lot of things. But it's really what I'm into right now, so we're going to talk about it a good bit. Yep, and I'm my name is Michael Gray. I am not a coach of CrossFit, but if you guys listened to our last podcast, we had like sixty something episodes of CrossFit based. Uh, interviews and things like that we're making some changes here going video for number one so yeah, we sorry not. about our dancing yeah but our muscles look big yeah oh, oh. <sighs> we need like a rocket blowing off it's it's hard to see yourself on screen though that's tough I'm yeah s- i'm sorry if we we just have faces for radio but. yes but people love to watch these videos too so we're 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 trying we're growing we're getting better we're a little more you know flowy now yeah. We can do, we can do different things now. We can't edit as well though. No. So, um, why the change from Forging Fury to the next podcast on your playlist? Let's let's go ahead and talk about that for just a little bit. Yeah. So uh, we were really killing it with Forging Fury. Really. Then the pandemic hit. A lot of things happened, and really we just wanted to go in a different direction uh, from the gym. And there's no hard feelings or anything there. But we love those guys and and. We still are a part of the gym, so we're really there, uh, but we just want to do our own thing and go a little different direction, so we're still going to talk CrossFit, we're still going to talk fitness, health, wellness, all that jazz, but now we just have like an avenue to go wherever we want, which is really cool for us. And I think what we really enjoyed is having conversations that were just a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the goal on, on our new launch of this podcast is just to have challenging conversations that challenge us. us. We want to mm-hmm. bring people on here that have differing views on certain things than we have and challenge them and have them challenge us and not have it be something contentious and uh, angry. The art of conversation is really what we're after. Uh, The one thing, the beauty of what this podcast turned into was just us talking and learning how to, you know, get others viewpoints and continuing to become better conversationalists, if that's the word. Yeah. Um, We've developed those skills and we really love it. Like, I'm telling you, this gap between Tommy and Michael have been like, what can we do? We want to get back on the mic. We love talking. We love uh, telling stories. So it was uh, something that we finally got our act together and finally got back on. So we're so excited about being here and, and, and telling more stories and talking to more folks. Yep. So we did a rebrand coming at you with a new style, new everything. So, um, you know, if you're just listening on your regular podcast app, we do have a YouTube channel. 
Yeah. We don't have enough subscribers yet to give ourselves a, a name on there, so you just have to look up the next podcast on your playlist on YouTube, and you'll be able to see this You will find live us. and see our beautiful faces. So, yeah, we've got that out of the way. Now we can really just talk about anything. Yeah, <laughs> just anything. <laughs> anything, really. Well, I, let's start with, we talked about the pandemic. I mean, that kind of shut us down for a while. It was, it was tough. Uh, we did a few episodes in the middle of that, but... Um, what happened with both of us was work was affected. So we both spent a lot of time finding other work as, as needed. Um, me doing video production, just trying to find some side work to just mm-hmm. try to keep things going. And you got into firefighting at that point. Yeah. I was still in the process and getting better every day with that and hoping that the good Lord opened some doors, man. Yep. My thing is that if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So I uh, just been training different, really had to train a lot of the different training styles that I was doing. Uh, I was at, I was competing in the sport of CrossFit and that's really different than being in turnouts and doing firefighter stuff. So right. it's been different having to shift gears there and kind of letting that competitive spirit that I had with CrossFit go for now uh, and just training in different modalities and different uh, things. I went through a fire one, fire two at Glendale Community College and that was awesome. And it was Probably one of the coolest things you ever you ever do. Um, it was amazing. We got to do everything a, a firefighter gets to do with uh, with like you know pulling hose and everything. If you know the firefighter world, fire one, fire two is pretty much the coolest thing you ever get to do. Yeah, it's the coolest thing you never want to do twice. That's what they say. Right. <laughs> well, and during that time, I also moved. My wife and I got a different house. And We're in a new tough. studio space. We're in a new space here, so that took time. And then you know we got. My son is a middle schooler. So anyway, that's that's just, <laughs> we all have our own quarantine stories. It's all been kind of rough. So we're ready to move forward. Yeah, we missed you guys for sure. And hopefully you're uh, into still listening the to us. Yeah, sing it out. Into the unknown. <laughs> I'm not singing anything. So, All right. So we got that kind of out of the way. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Riley? You want to talk about a few things? Oh, yeah. We're going to have guests coming up in the next episodes. But uh, right yeah. now. And if you guys like want to comment or we'll put this on social, like who do you want to hear us talk to? Who do you who do you want to see us talk to and tell their story or even like talk about some crazy stuff? Because we are not afraid to have those um, conversations. And we're going to have them soon. So I'm That's excited. Right. Uh, I love this time of year. I know it's really weird with the pandemic, but it is almost time for the Olympics. Right. Are you a big Olympics guy, summer Olympics guy? Uh, I, my wife likes the Olympics more than I do. Um, but yes, I get kind of excited. It's, it's fun to watch as they come around because they're once every four years. So yeah. I, I'm a big summer Olympics guy. Like I'll watch everything from like the, the track, the swimming, the, the basketball. I love it all. I'm Even s- basketball. Like I don't like watching basketball because I don't really care about basketball now. And I, to me, it's just, I don't know. It, it, you can see basketball all the time, so I don't spend the time to watch basketball. But what's Olympics. crazy is what's going on basketball right now. The USA team has actually lost to the exhibition masses. So, like, they, to who? Like they lost to Australia, and they lost to someone else. But they've lost two exhibition matches, which is wild for the USA to ever lose. So, it yeah, may be really competitive this year. Well, that'd be in, that'd be interesting. There's NBA players that are go back and play for their home team, though, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Generally, so the, that why why not, people are getting better. I think the rest of the world is caught up in the basketball game. Like it, it used to be like the dream team. We think Michael, you think Charles Barkley, all those guys on that dream team in '96, and we were just light years ahead of everyone else. Like it wasn't even they were signing autographs before and after the game to the players. Right. Like it wasn't even a close 
a close margin. And now the it's really shrunk and it's a lot more competitive because a lot of those NBA stars are playing in the league now. Or like these international stars are playing and they all have like a all-star on their team now. So it's it's been interesting to watch. Nice. It's a little bit different game though well, when you do international. I definitely like the track and field more. I'd rather mm. watch that just because you don't get to see that all that often. I uh, just, the level, the Olympics always like, intrigued me because there's so much training involved you train for four years for one event or four years for two events like the culmination of process of training and and getting into that and and everything is defined by one moment is is crazy the fact that you can train for four years for a 10 second race and lose and no one knows anything that's wild to me yeah, that's a long time to have to train and then put it all on, on the world stage for sure. Which brings me to my first topic with the Olympics is Shikari Richardson. Okay, here we go. So she won the Olympic trials, was set to represent the USA, and she popped positive for marijuana. So not a performance enhancer, not dope, not anything that's going to make her run faster. She got popped for marijuana, and apparently her mother died in the process, and I guess that was a coping mechanism for her. So she admits to, to doing well, marijuana. Well, the, the, the cards don't lie. The, I know, the but people lie. always say, I don't know, I got a, I got a, you know, a brownie that someone gave me yeah, I no, didn't mean to have. No, the funniest story I've ever heard is like that some people like test positive for a substance called clenbuterol. They're like, oh, I got it from tainted meat. Like I ate a cow that had a whole bunch of testosterone and now I tested positive or I had had sex <laughs> with my, I had, had sex with my boyfriend and he was taking steroids and now I got it. That's actually, I've heard it all. Yeah. It's been out there, man. Wow. The stories are always really funny to like when people get caught, they're like, uh, this is what happened. So here's my thoughts on that. I, if you listen to my past episodes, I've always had kind of an issue with legal legalized marijuana. Actually, since that time, yeah, they Arizona, were legal. We live, AZ, <laughs> baby, we getting high. Arizona has legalized uh, marijuana, and my views have shifted a little bit. I still don't, I I don't understand the value of it for the average individual. But when it comes to sports here, like if you know the rules are pretty clear, right? Mm. You shouldn't you if you test positive, you're out, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to feel bad. I mean, I. I don't want to talk about how people cope with their mom's mm. loss, but you, you kind of have to be like, look, if you broke the rule that you knew was a rule, you broke the rule. I, I can see both sides of the coin, and I want to talk on both sides. Okay. Number one, marijuana is not a performance-enhancing substance. Okay. It's not going to help. So you'd be for changing that rule? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's not going to help her run faster. It's okay. not going to help anyone run faster. Right. There's not... There's a... Then the next argument you may get is like, it may help her recover better. No, it doesn't. That's not going to help anything with her recovery, her explosive power, her speed, her anything. It's not going to help. So the fact that it's still legal, it's legal in some states, but she got popped and now she's losing out on millions of dollars potentially because she smoked marijuana, which is legal in most places. Like we're the only country really, I mean, in Europe, they don't, even pay attention to stuff like that. So I could entertain a conversation about changing the rules. Yeah. On that. I, I'm fine with that. But, in, but if the rules are what they are, then so you, that's the other side. You break them, then you're screwed. The USA to run for the USA, you cannot test positive for marijuana. So if you want to be on our team, if you want to represent our country in track and field, you got to play by the rules, which I see both sides. I can see where she'd be frustrated. And I can also see She's wrong in the same in the same way. Do you think she really got a drug test like the week after her mom died? Like, do you think that's really what it is, or do you think she just uses marijuana and that was her excuse? Because 
That's kind of hard to believe that, oh, yeah, my mom died last week. Well, here, take this drug test. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's bad timing. I don't know, but. Or you just use it on a regular basis. Honestly, I don't don't think that she she should be kicked off the team. I think she should still be on. So you she should be able to violate those rules. I think that it shouldn't be a rule. Rule change, rule change. Yeah, I'm for that, but the rule hasn't changed. You're right. So she's out. So you're okay with her? They took her off the 100 or whatever she runs. I think it's the 100. And they took her off the relay team too. There was rumors that they were going to keep her on the relay team because they want to win. USA wants to win. She's the fastest lady. (laughs) Right. But they kicked her off the roster. She's not on the roster at all. Okay. So what does she do? Like she has a certain set of skills. Four more years, I guess, (laughs) Exactly. She can get high as she she wants for the next three years. I know. Then clean it up. I just, yeah. In four years, it probably won't even be an issue. I don't think they're even going to have marijuana. Oh, four years. Yeah, it'll be, by the time it comes around the next time, but- with these sprinters, they have like two good years, one good year in them, and they're washed. There's a 17-year-old that's going to run faster than them. Right. So this was her window to be successful to, you know, they are the best athletes in the world, and they they really don't make that much money, too. That's what's really – this is their only opportunity to make money, and she lost it. Right. Which is also kind of depressing. And, and our next Olympic trial story is um, – and I don't even know her name – it was it was a woman, right? Yeah. She uh, turned her back to the American flag. Like, where do you stand on that? I mean, I'm wearing this American flag shirt with an eagle on it because you can tell we live in the best country in the world. Undefeated World War champs, baby. Land of the free, home of the brave. Exactly. I got this shirt from Goodwill. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, what do I stand on what? Well, just talk on that. Like, where, where's your heart? Where's your heart? So this like is that. where challenging topics come in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I... I don't necessarily mind people having opinions that I disagree with about the country. I mean, I, I would disagree that, um, I would have disagreed on a lot of things, but yeah. my whole thing is if, if you want to represent your country on the world stage, then represent your country for what it is. If you hate your country, then don't represent your country <laughs> is kind of my thought. Yeah. Now people would say, well, that doesn't necessarily mean she hates her country. Yeah. She just wants to shine light on something that's an issue. And I'm kind of like, you know what? <laughs> Shining light on an issue, I always have an I always have a problem with. We don't hate the country; we just want to make sure that people know the bad things about it. That's mm-hmm. like me saying I I don't hate my wife, but let me tell you about all the ways she drives <laughs> careful, me nuts. Careful, and I'm all all I'm going to do is talk about her with that context. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's not really showing love for your country, right? If yeah. you if you talk about you how much you hate it and you show how much you hate it by turning your back on the national anthem because you hate it that much, then maybe you don't actually love the country like you're saying you do. Yeah. Because my wife would not feel loved if I told you all the bad things about her every time I talked about (laughs) her. Well, I I come from a military background. Grandfather was army. Dad was army. So I'm like super patriotic and love, love America. So it's, it's tough to watch and tough to see. But again, I'm a double-sided coin guy. Like, I don't know. I should have read the story a little bit more, but I was like, ugh, I was like disgusted to even see it. I was like, can't even read into this. Um, you were mad that she did that? Yeah, that I was upset. Backlash, or you just didn't want to deal with the, the drama of the whole story? All of it is just too much. And and I can understand the media will be the first ones to say that they can twist a story and make it seem like a lot worse. And like, I don't even trust news anymore. If you're, if you're, if you're, first of all, if you're at this podcast for news stories, wrong podcast. So, uh, we're just guys talking about the news. We're just as biased as any other news source. Exactly. (laughs) I I think we're unbiased. We just, we just admit it. At least allow ourselves to see both sides of it, not twist it in a certain way. Right. But yeah, the Olympics, your favorite, what would you say your favorite Olympic event is? You know, I 
You, you want the Summer Olympics or any Olympic any. event? Okay, so I have started to like, what's it called? Like, it, they do it with snowboarding and skiing where they're kind of just going. It's like a quick race. They're going over jumps around like bowls. Mm. It's, it's not a relay. I don't, I don't remember what it is, but it's just... Wow, but it's your favorite. High energy, yeah, <laughs> I know. Love it, but don't know what it's called. It's not because I don't know what it's called. It's like I enduro just, cross? Like, no, it's just not coming to me. Like, it's just, it's almost like a sprint obstacle course where mm. there's four or five people going at one time. People fall and, you know, you just, you can't, you can't make the next round if you mm. fall and knock into somebody who's mm. in first place. Like, that's just exciting. Uh, short track skating is mm. another thing I like. It's yes. very similar in that, in that same vein where it's just quick and you just got to be strategic and get get there quick remember apollo ono yeah he was great yeah he was cool he had a soul patch that's right he made that cool he did <laughs> i was a, a kid and i was like man i can't wait till i can grow one of those i can i think i can grow one man maybe if we start the podcast again i grow my mustache mustache out again. you're just gonna hide your face like this oh uh, well no i don't have a mustache and i don't have any hair which is yes oh that's a big change i think so we, we talked about this already though all right, well, we won't talk about it again. Yeah, it doesn't need to be talked so about. So what's your favorite Olympic sport to watch? Oh, man, I'm really into it. So I really like the, sprint, the short sprints, like 100 meter. Like, that's super exciting. Um, I love the swimming. The Like, to watch the swimming, and they always have that, like, world record meter on it, and you can tell if they're getting close to that or not. I love the relays. Um, I love the basketball. I love that one. Um, even even soccer, like I'll watch soccer for the Olympics. It's the closest thing to the World Cup. What's your favorite gymnastic event? Oh, I was watching the male gymnastics. That's also something I wanted to talk about. Holy cow! Male gymnastics is a whole other world. I mean, I love the female gymnastics too, but the, it's different events in male and right. female gymnastics, and the guys just look like they were freaking made of stone. Like David, like they had every muscle you could have on your body, right? And it's it's insane the amount of training and the volume that those guys can do. Male gymnastics are the real MVP, if you ask me. Well, that's kind of sexist, but thanks. Well, sorry. Well, I just think it's impressive. It's it impressive is. for the girls, too. So what's your favorite female and male <laughs> sport in gymnastics? Like, mm, for me... Event. For it's me, called an event. Yeah, yeah, for an event. For me, in... in women's gymnastics, I like the vault just because mm. that's another quick one and they're just flying. It's like... What's that girl named Mary Lou Retton? Yes. She's landed on one leg? Yeah. So that that's cool. That's fun. I like the floor exercises because I like the dancing. Mm. I think they're much better dancers <laughs> yeah. than me. So um, I'm gonna have to go in a, uh, gymnastics. Probably the beam. I like the beam because it always usually comes down to the beam score. Um, and then the males, it's just the rings. Like the rings, like yeah. we. I mean, in CrossFit, we do like muscle ups and like toes and rings, and that's just like yes, we do the bare bottom of gymnastics, and we think that's like in, intense, and right. we just destroy. They destroy that. I'm no gymnast. <laughs> well, we're in training. We're in training. Forever. Mm -hmm. Forever in training. What about in, uh, do you like winter winter Olympics? Too? Uh, I never really grew up in a winter climate, so it's okay. tough for me to really, but I do like curling. Wow. That's the coolest one, man. You could just be a really good, way down. really good at mopping a floor and becoming an athlete. <laughs> like, I think, why not? That's right. Those guys deserve a chance too. And I think there's archery in, in like a biathlon where you have mm -hmm. to like ski and shoot. I think that's cool too. That's fun. There's always these like really weird sports that get some light during the Olympics that yeah. like, you see him, you're like, this guy doesn't look like an athlete, but he can do, he can shoot a bow and arrow really well or bobsledding, skeleton races. Yeah, that's, that's cool too. I like to see him crash. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, that's Olympics. That's coming up. Hopefully you guys are going to watch it. And uh, I'm painting my face red, white, and blue, baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll be shirtless like, whoo. 
Isn't Ooh. Tokyo this year? Tokyo. I'm not sure if they're even allowing fans. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Do you think like with the, everything with the pandy, they're, uh, it's going to be different? The pandy? Pandy pandemic? Pandy, pandy wandy? I, I can imagine that a, an elevated crew crowd level noise level is just going to push you on a little further so i would i would guess that we're not going to see as many like world records just because mm. i think the energy and the uh enthusiasm of the fans have to push you a little harder I, that would be my guess i i love fans i love i mean anytime i've competed i love that outside presence and that kind of gives me that extra little so right. i can't imagine being in that situation and not having fans the coolest thing that like during the pandemic well, to watch for me was been UFC because uh, they kept going. They were like the first sport to really take it back on and, and get back it back to it quickly. But they did a lot of uh, events with no fans. They're in Abu Dhabi, and you could actually like hear the kicks and like hear the coaching. And, and I the, thought the bones break. Yeah, well, a lot of that. But you could almost see a little bit more of the technique now. You could hear the coaches coaching and the guys kind of like even talking – to each other which is pretty cool there's not too many sports i thought were better without fans but i think ufc was definitely one of those okay yeah here we go into ufc I, talk well, i never got into ufc much not mostly because it was pay-per-view and i wasn't going to pay to be, to view it but it's the ultimate it's a little brutal to me too. it's yeah I mean, it's i mean i watch replays and stuff and it i i don't dislike it as much as i used to but i'm still not paying money for it well it's been yeah we paid a lot of money to see some UFC fights during the pandemic because there wasn't any other good sports on. Sure. There wasn't anything worth watching, but I really kind of dove into that space now. We're going to drop the J word. Re- recently started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. Yep. Over at, uh, we'll give a free shout out to uh, Gracie Baja Jiu-Jitsu in Buckeye, Arizona. Shout out to our friend Bernadette and my coach Mel, coach uh, Mikey and uh, Shane, Shane, no. Ooh. My, Shana, Shana, Shana. Sh- no. She's going to take you out next time yeah. she sees you. Yeah. We need to edit that part out. Nope. But, uh, <laughs> no more edits. Shayna. Shayna is her name. But yeah, I'm probably about six weeks in and it's been a great just going back into something that you know nothing about. Like that learning a new skill, learning a new thing. And I've been getting choked out a lot by people, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of learning. Choked out or you tap out? Before you Tapped get out. choked Yeah, yeah. You don't really, yeah. You don't really want to pass out out there, but. Yeah, Riley's, Riley's out again. Someone get the Yeah, results. well, no, they, it's it's usually, there's a lot of things that you learn. Like, you want to take care of your partner when you're training with them. Like, you're doing these drills. Like, you're not in there trying to rip each other's head off. Like, you're both in there in this environment trying to learn and, like, help each other, which is something that I didn't know what was going to come out of this. And it's been really, like, almost like a brotherhood. Like, you get closer with these people. Like, they're trying to teach you. You're really teaching them. Really close. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of men-on-men contact more than I've ever had in my life. But that's that's part of it, too. I think I was actually sweating in a young, like, a person's face. I'm, like, on top of them, and I'm just sweating from my face onto their face, which was, I wore a headband now. <laughs> I don't want that to happen again. Right. But, so yeah. I would, I would love to learn jujitsu just because I think having the ability to physically take down someone you need to take down mm. would be a great skill to have. Um, but I'm a little claustrophobic, so I'm afraid of it's that. It's not like they put you in a small room and tell you to do it. I know, but like to have someone on top of me where my face is in a mat and I c- couldn't breathe, it, like it would freak me out. It's and and ul- maybe I just need to do it to break that fear. I don't know. It's the ultimate like getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like it's very 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 uncomfortable with someone like trying to choke you or like trying to break your arm and 
it's been cool. I love, I'm refreshed. Like I've been doing CrossFit for the last maybe 10 to 12 years. And to admit that I'm like salty or like I've been in this so long that, you know, I have this like understanding of this at a level that's pretty high, but to go into a new thing that I have no, know nothing about and being able to learn and, 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 and kind of get better. And I, I love it. I love learning new things. And this just adds to that list. And, and, they talk about having this uh, white belt mentality. And I, and I love that. It's like you're there to learn and you're learning something new. And I want to take that same mindset to everything that I do. Like a white belt mentality is like you're here to learn, you're here to serve, you're here to get better. I need to take that to every other realm of my life, which is, which is cool. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes to who we are as a podcast too. Like I, I think both of us have that desire to to get into something that's uncomfortable. Mm. I mean, me even being a podcast host was uncomfortable yeah. to begin with, but you can't, you can't grow as a person unless you put yourself in the fire from time to time. And as, as a society, I feel like we just don't put ourselves in the fire, whether it's with the way other people think and just engaging with someone who thinks differently or believes differently than you. Uh, you know, we kind of want to be insulated in our own little tribes and, and stay there. So you know, you've always been someone who likes to try new things. Like mm-hmm. you did ballet a few years back, yeah. and that was impressive. And uh, I love that. Like it's all good things. Like even when in this fire like process, like people are afraid of this like interview process. Like the interview is such a big deal. And and I've had some experience, some up and some down. But the fact like getting uncomfortable, like getting in front of a group of people and talking, which some, most people hate. Like, but to to put yourself in that situation, the only thing you're going to do is get better. The only thing you, that's going to happen for put you putting yourself in a situation you're uncomfortable with is you're just going to learn. You're just going to get better. You get more comfortable. And the next time you can, can you can do a move that you didn't do last time in jujitsu, or you can speak freely a little bit better in a group that you haven't done before. And, and I always want to continue to do that. Like I don't ever want to get comfortable. I don't ever want to get like in a position where I feel like I've got it all understood or know everything. Like, and I always want to do things through my entire life that do that. Like I don't want to get comfy. I I love that. I love finding new things that I know nothing about and learning about them. Yeah. I, I'm that just kind of challenges me to find something new to get into. What as did, well. Weren't you really into gardening like during the pandemic? <laughs> like that's something you didn't know about. That's true. I, I did. Uh, you gave me a zucchini. So the house I bought was it. Did you eat it? Yeah. Was it good? It was good. I grew that myself. Wow. So the house we bought had just rocks in the backyard. And in Arizona, I mean, the sun beats down on the rocks. The rocks reflect heat. It's just terrible. And I looked out there and I was like, no, I can't have that. So I got a lot of the rocks out. I got a ton of mulch back there. I'm trying yeah. to grow trees. I'm growing vegetables, things like that. See? Always learning. Yeah, I guess. White, that, belt, white belt mentality when it comes to gardening. Yeah, I get I get white belt uh, harvest, too. <laughs> I'm kind of struggling sometimes. Well, trust me, it, if... If I would be lying to you, if I haven't gotten like tapped out or had the tap or it by like young kids, like there's a, there's a bunch of kids in there that just show me what's up every day. Right. So, so. you tap out on the mat. I just pull up my tomato plant and say, I'll start again. Well, you time. have, you, uh, I'm, you, re- I'm real, real challenging myself. <laughs> you've labored enough to grow zucchini. I've never done that. It's true. Any other things you, you've grown? Yes. Peppers, zucchini squash eggplant wow uh we've got a pumpkin patch back there now my, my, my daughter <laughs> helps Brown. me with that yeah Jeez. Uh, a bunch of trees i've got a mulberry tree i've got a peach tree that's now dead i never even thought that was a thing i thought that was just like a like it's a, a made up it's thing. a real thing a mulberry my favorite thing is i've got a 
mango tree in the back. Mm. It's going to take like three years before I can even see a fruit on it. So we'll see if my patience can hold out for that. But mm. yeah, I guess I guess I did try something new over the... See, man, you sell yourself short. We're back to this on the podcast. Michael selling sell short. No, I'm just... I wasn't afraid to do gardening, though. Mm. Like, getting into something that I was afraid to do is something that is harder. Mm. Trying something new is fine, but, like, skydiving for me would be something that would be real tough, mm. you know, because we I'm should afraid do of it. Would you do it? No, I'm afraid of it. But that's why you should do it. I took Harrison whitewater rafting a yeah. few weeks back, and I was, I'm not a great swimmer, so I was a little nervous about that, but we went to a place called uh, Cave of the Winds mm. out in... Uh, close to Colorado Springs and Harrison climbed this uh, outdoor climber that hung over a cliff, like to a Canyon below. And it freaked me out. He kept saying, dad, get up here. I'm like, no. Like, could I, you jump off and into the water? No, you couldn't like mm. you're, you're strapped in. But I mean, if you fell, it'd be hundreds of feet down to the mm. bottom of the Canyon. Well, my legs are just shaking standing <laughs> at the fence. And, and then this thing was built up and then went out over about 20 feet. Mm. It was hard for me to even watch him. Really? Like, I don't know how I could ever even even get to the point where I could do that. Because hmm. my body would just be paralyzed. Wow. Because I couldn't be out there and then stuck. How, how am I going to get back? No one's going to come to get me. Hmm. So, that freaks me out. Well, I think that's what I'm here to do is just make you do things you're scared of. We should just go skydiving. It's here. It's in Buckeye. Skydiving? What's funny, like, There's I'm afraid. There's people that die skydiving. Though. I know. That happens. I'm afraid of heights, but what's interesting, like, like if I'm in an airplane, I'm in a window seat, that, that height doesn't bother me. Maybe mm. if the window was open and the door was open, it would freak me out more, but it's almost like you're so high. I just feel secure in an airplane. Do you remember that ride, that flight back from uh, San Francisco? Yeah. It was it was probably the most rough flight we've I, ever been on. I think you grabbed my arm, right? Yeah. We definitely uh, said a couple like OS words. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. Like, that doesn't bother me, though. And oh, it's weird. That, that bothered me, I just didn't like when, like, there were several ladies starting to scream. Like, that, I'm mm. like, okay, don't freak that out. That made it worse. If you freak out, that's going to mm. make me nervous. But anyway. Yeah. Try something new. That's kind of what we're all about. So we're on video because we're trying something new. Yeah. We are, we're comfortable with the way we look on camera, right? No. <laughs> if, if you're still with us, wave to the camera. Say hi. Good to see you. We on, we on the internets now. That's right. But I mean, we can, you can tell we're in Michael's new house. We're going to be working on the studio. It's, it's only going to get better from here, but I kind of like it. We got computers, we got guitars behind Michael's head. Yeah. So what, another thing that I want to talk about, which is going to be, uh, you know, a touchy subject here. Great. Is um, we live in a world where we have to get vaccinated now. So, uh, yeah. We have to? Well, that's what old Joey B said. We're going to go door to door knocking on people's doors to see if they've been vaccinated. Hey, look, this is a topic that people don't want to talk about, and I'm ready for it. I'm just nodding. But, but so the way I think of like these vaccination cards, like the things like you have to, I just don't get it. Like, I understand the impact of getting the vaccination. I understand that's important, but we like we live to not to make those decisions. Like, I think we should still have the choice. Well, we do. They're mm. never going to not let you have the choice, but right? they're making it difficult for people that choose not to a little bit harder. Like, there's different mm, organizations. That's why they have that, Florida, though. But still, yeah, <laughs> we a lot can of all people, move to Florida. It's just, I think it's, so, like, it's too crazy. Like, All right, here, here's my thoughts on it. You ready? Mm -hmm. uh, I never really got the flu shot very often. Mm -hmm. I, no one likes getting the flu. I don't. I, when I got the flu shot, some years I got the flu that year. Other years, I didn't take the flu shot. I didn't get the flu. And I'm not comparing this to the flu. So 
down here is going to be like the CDC, you know. We're probably going to get flagged check. for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't care about getting flagged. This is just an opinion. This, for someone like me, is like a 99.9% survivability rate. Why are we requiring people to get vaccinations for something that's like that? Like, just naturally, 99.9% of us will get through this without death. Hopefully. That's a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was like a 50-50 chance, sure, I'd take it. I'd take a vaccine for that for sure. Well, it, what even proved to me is like to be skeptical about this is when they recalled the, the Johnson and Johnson one. Like they, they were such a rush and, and I love science and I love the like the growth that we took like to find the to find the vaccine. Like all of that scientific work, like let's not go unnoticed. Like that was awesome. Like science is awesome. But the fact that they made one and then we're like, oh, don't get this one. I was like, oh, that's all I needed to hear to be like, I'll wait. Right, which I I still think the Johnson and Johnson one is probably largely safe, right? Well, it was I mean, it's, it, yeah. like the media has really hyped it up as being a terrible one, and mm. you know, when you see all the worst stories, right? Like, oh, so and so died of a stroke. Well, mm. you you never knew that person. Like, the only reason mm. you know about it is because the media shined a spotlight on it and said this is important to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit of a story that I'll tell from my family. Uh, my dad, who's older, got the vaccine. I forget which one. I won't even say which one, but. Um, no free, he, sh- no free shout outs. He had a condition. Yeah. Well, it, it wouldn't be a shout out. It would be a <laughs> condemnation. He had a condition where his throat had a hard time swallowing, like the muscles in his esophagus would, would be slow in getting the food down. And after his second shot with the one he got, that entire process was fully paralyzed. Mm. And that's an anti-inflammatory situation. Like it, that, an inflammation or a paralyzation is something that has to do with like the Im- immune system. So, the thought is because of that second shot, like he couldn't swallow anymore. And like he wasn't keeping food down, like it would get stuck right about here. He'd have to bend over and the food would just come back out. Like he lost the ability to swallow. And I've talked to several people who've had that exact same thing happen. So there's, there's things that are happening that I could get the vaccine and then I might not be able to swallow. Like yeah. I've kind of got that myself. If I'm eating like white rice, it gets stuck right there and I can just feel my muscles slowly starting to try to get it down. Whoa. That freaks me out to get the shot. Yeah. Because I don't want to, for the rest of my life, not be able to swallow food again. And he had to go through and they did a procedure where they broke open his muscles in his esophagus, like the sphincter muscle, which is what they Ooh. call it there. They ruptured that. So now he's just got an open tube to swallow with. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So things like that always kind of freak me out. And, you know, anybody asks if I'm vaccinated, I sure am. I'm totally vaccinated. Me too. I've gotten it three times. I will not get polio for sure. Cause yeah. I got that vaccination. <laughs> well, do you think like, what do you know about like children's vaccinations? We're, and we're totally uneducated on this. Like, can we, can you choose what vaccinations your kids get? Yeah. But like, if you, you can't send them to public schools a lot of times unless mm-hmm. they have certain ones. So, you know, the government requiring you having a vaccine is not a new thing. Mm. And my kids have all the children's vaccines. So it's not like we're anti-vaxxers. That's another thing that gets me, you know, if I choose not to get this one, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Like, well, oh, okay. If you ever have Whatever. like a big, you have to make a choice. Like you're either on that team or this team. Right. Like I'm just in the middle, man. And I'm not saying whether I've gotten it or not. I've got it three times. You've gotten it three times? <laughs> yep. All of them, all three of them. I'm I got Moderna, <laughs> Pfizer, and then I followed up with the Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, Chaser. I did it anyway. That's what they said. It was dangerous. I was like, "Let's right. play ball." I got four limbs. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, look, if you're someone who's like a, you know, you're strong about whether or not to get vaccinated, look, 
My body, my choice, right? <laughs> Whoa, here we go. Here we go. Now we're ruffling the feathers. This is what we do. This is what we do. No, I, I, I think as a free person, I need to be able to accept, to assess the risk that's in front of me and make a decision based on that risk. And a 99% survival rate to me is not a huge risk. I take more of a risk to drive to the gym every single day. Mm. The percentage chance of me dying on that drive are much higher, but no one's like, how dare you get into a car and drive to the gym? And not wear your seatbelt? Oh, wow. And wear my seatbelt. Why not be safe? (laughs) But see, Uh everything we do every day of our lives is a risk assessment. And for some reason, this risk assessment, if you don't follow what um, certain people say, then then you're just irresponsible and you want grandma to die. Mm. Well, I want to be able to swallow my food for the rest of my life. So maybe that's a good reason. Maybe. Not to get it or to get it. Oh, we're giving a free, maybe free shout out. Check out Michael's shirt. He's got that State 48 Salt Church shirt. State 48, baby. So that's something we can kind of riff on. What can we riff on? The Salt Salt Church, man. Okay, yeah. Since the pandemic, we I mean, Michael's been really instrumental in, uh, in Salt Church. And we like run the audio, run the lights, run the... Basically run the show, run the motherboard back there. The graphics. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, the, the church we go to just started in January, and that's been another thing that's been kept keeping us pretty busy is just mm. the time spent doing that. I'm so. the sign guy. I'm on the setup team. Yeah, I put the signs up, put the signs down. Guys, Riley goes to church now. That's kind of crazy. He even does announcements once in a while because yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> like, we got to get that guy on stage, man. No, they were like, we've seen some of your previous work, and we want you to delete that and then just go up there. I Honestly, speaking on stage on a microphone is completely different than just between sitting here between Michael. I've got a funny story to tell. So we are in a school and it's a big stage, like a theater stage. And the first time he came out to do announcements, like usually you walk out to the middle, you do the announcements. He was like just barely past the curtain, almost like (laughs) leaning in, like he didn't want to even be seen. And I was like, dude, you've got to move to the middle of the screen. No one told me where to stand. No one told me where to stand. Well, now, now you know. I did. And I've done I've done it twice now. Yeah. Three times. Well. I still get like a weird nervous sweat when I do that. Like my armpits start sweating. Does going to church give you heart palpitations now? Because you used to be like, you hated it. No, I just really, what church does for me, man, it just starts me on that good kind of ground for the week. Uh, I try to take what we learn at church and apply it and. It really, it's like a weekly kind of like objective. Like what can I take from church this week and apply it to my life? Like it's almost like a daily or like a weekly lesson that I can apply, which like sounds weird, but I think that's what you're supposed to do. It is. What would uh, Riley from three years ago say to you now? And this is another thing. You put myself in an uncomfortable position. Like that was something that I obviously lacked and never really got a sense of the culture or what a church was like. And I've been blown away with the amount of good people and just impact that it's had on my life. Uh, it's, it's been huge. It's only getting better and only getting harder. Uh, I don't know if we, I got baptized. That was cool. Have we not? We, uh, that hasn't, it uh, hasn't been since the podcast. Yeah. Dude. Well, we've, it's been a minute. Yeah. I got baptized. That was cool. Uh, but yeah, just surrounding yourself with good people is, is important. They say you're the sum of your group and it's just been having better people around me, not better people. Cause I don't want to say the people I was around before were, were good, but iron sharpens iron is what I see. And, and, and church puts me with people that, that I enjoy and kind of challenge me and always are there for me, which is just like any other thing. I find it interesting that people don't like other people at church because they say, well, they're hypocritical. Right. And, and my response to that always is, 
what people in this world aren't hypocritical? I mean, you don't have to just go to a church to find hypocritical people. You can go to your work. You can go to your gym. Like hypocrites are everywhere and nobody behaves well all the time, right? So it's it's interesting to see you at church now because you thought of church people as that kind of person, mm-hmm. right? They're just going to tell you what, what's wrong. But now with I you. am that person. <laughs> because it, some churches are that way, mm. but not all are. I mean, people love you for who you are. They want you to be better. Just like when I go to the gym, I mean, people want me to be better the next time I come than the last time I was there. That doesn't mean it's an easy journey for me. Mm. doesn't mean that someone's not going to challenge me. doesn't mean that I'm going to see my coach eating a donut sometime and be like, ah, oh, you're a hypocrite. I'm out of this gym. Careful. What? I know I had a donut this morning. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like if I see another person from my gym eating improperly or eating something that makes them like isn't healthy for them. I'm not going to be like, well, you're obviously a gym hypocrite. You know, mm. you're like, oh, well, he didn't do what he was supposed to do today. I'm sure he works hard the rest of the time to try to get back on track. And and another thing that's like, they, no one at the church has it all figured out. Like I thought these people were perfect and like on a certain level, which they're, do, they're trying, but aren't we all? Like it's a not like you do this and you got it all figured out. You're saying I'm not perfect? Was no, I one of the people you thought were perfect? Mm. Of course not. I, I wouldn't say you were perfect, but no one really is. <laughs> I, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, you read any good books through the pandemic? Yes. Okay. Let's let's hear it. I'm I'm second. I'm reading a second book by Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell is a an economist from Stanford, and his books are just amazing. You can read any one of them, and I think you'll be a little blown away. He's been challenging me on a lot of things. What are the titles? Are they super controversial titles? <laughs> I think I remember you telling me this, and I want you to say it on air. Come on now. Okay. Because <laughs> people are just going to judge a book by its cover. Oh, did you hear that? What? That's a good thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> my Bernie Sanders sound. Here we go. That's a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good thing, Bernie. It's not a good thing. Listen, don't judge this book by its cover. It's called Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Wow. It's about race in America and slavery and the... Uh, legacy of slavery here in America and actually legacy of slavery worldwide for time and all eternity. So it's just very eye-opening. You know, you kind of see 16, 19 projects stuff coming out now, like this country was founded on racism and it's not true. I mean, Thomas Sowell is a a black man. He's an an author of many, many books from Stanford. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. If you hate me for reading a book called that, I thought it was a little weird when I got it, but I'm listening to it for the second time. Well, that's challenging yourself. Very challenging. Yeah, for sure. And just the way the media is portraying how America is. And even when we were talking about the Olympians who are turning their backs on America, like (laughs) the only reason slavery was ever eradicated in the world is because of the West. I mean, people are saying, well, you know, America and and the Western patriarchy is such a terrible thing. That's the only reason there's no slavery today, people. And that's, that's. Read the book. You'll you'll see. I that's mean, cold hard facts. Because it slavery was eradicated in Great Britain, and I think maybe maybe France first, then it came to America. The only reason it was eradicated across the world is because Great Britain went and colonized places and said, "You're no longer allowed to do slavery here," mm. and that's how that was eradicated. So, worldwide. Yeah. I don't know much about the book, so I'm gonna like not <laughs> go into that world. Before. I can't believe you made me put that on air. Yeah, that's great. Thomas Soul S O W E L L. The guy's a genius, dude. He's he's just he's such a check clear, him out. Don't be judgy. Thinker. Don't be judgy. Read the book before you come at my men's, Michael. Read the book. 
All right. So I dove into a lot of good books during during this gap here. The first one that I want to highly recommend is called Fearless. Uh, it's by Eric Blem. Is that, I think you pronounce his last name. Right. That was the... Uh yeah, I sent this to you. You should read it. Yes. Um, but it's about this uh, SEAL team operator, Adam Brown is his name. And I'm telling you, there's not too many books that make your boy cry. Your boy was weeping. I'm driving, crying together, which is really not safe when you think about, you know, the 10. Right. But, I mean, this story is about this guy, this, this young man that grows up in Arkansas. And he's a good kid, grows up in the church. Like, his parents are good. And then he falls into drug addiction. And his life is destroyed. Like he's got everything going for him. High school, he was playing sport or sports in college. Like he was just hitting sixes in life, like just killing it. And then he meets this girl that gets him into drugs. He just goes to this drug phase. And and at one the point, the girls, man, they're the downfall. <laughs> they they always get you. But they uh, the story. I'm gonna ruin the book. But uh, he basically spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he turns his life around and becomes a Navy SEAL. And then not only does he become a Navy SEAL, he becomes like SEAL Team 6, which is like the highest level of SEALs. And it's crazy when you read the story, he like always battles with his addiction, like throughout. Like he's been, it's been years and years and he'll, he'll, something will happen and he'll fall back. Like not, not that he'll relapse. He actually did relapse a couple of times in the book, but he'll talk about, it's calling me today. He'll be like, call his wife and talk to him like, Hey, it's, it's calling me today. Like whatever it is, like he was like, was wanting to do drugs or go back to like whatever he was. But like the story is like, he eventually doesn't need that. Like he gets away from his addictions. Even, I mean, you think he'd be past it and it, it and, like, he takes a step back, he goes forward, he comes back. The story is great. Uh, I won't ruin the ending, but they don't write a book about you if you're still alive. Well, thanks for not ruining me. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, but it's a great, uh, great book. It was recommended to me by uh, Julie Brown. So if she's listening to this, thank you. But great book, great story, just overall mental mental battle there that with that guy. And do you read most of your books or do you audio book I'm all audio, man. Yeah. I like to be like moving and can do stuff. Yeah. Reading a, a book is really hard for me because I have a hyper brain, like ADHD for sure. Right. I think I, I consume the material better if I'm reading it because I'm not an audio aud- auditory learner, really. So that's why I have to listen through books a few times. Like, I'll remember the bulk of things if I read it, but I just don't have, I don't want to say I don't have time. I don't take the time to sit down and read books. I do it when I'm driving, and you can't read a book while you're driving. You can. Apparently, you can read a book in the shower. Okay. <laughs> I've met people that have told me an that. actual so, physical book. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Drew Cannon told me he reads books in the shower. So <laughs> there's that. All right. But, yeah, I've... And then there's another series of books that I read. It was called by Jack Carr. It's The Terminal List is the first book, and they're making it into a movie uh, on Amazon with uh, your boy. Is that fiction then? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's your boy, Chris Pratt. That's my boy? I don't know. It's our boy. I like Chris Pratt. Sure. If you had to choose three male, three male actors that, you know, may tip the scales, you know, if you had your chance and you'd shoot your shot, who would they be? Three tip, actors. Tip the scales for what? Like, hey, man, like you might want to kiss this guy in the mouth. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. It would almost be not all right if you didn't do it. Like, give me your top three and I'll give you my top three. I don't even know, man. Well, all right, I'll start. It's so hard for me. All right. Uh, number one for me all together, just the complete package 
is uh literally and physically uh justin timberlake man the guy just he can dance he can sing smoochy smoochy i mean smooch number one goes to that guy that's a good thing <laughs> um two i'm gonna have to go bradley cooper uh i mean the voice of lowe's right? he was good but as soon as he did a star is born i mean if you can sing and act and do that together you're getting smooth i should watch that movie Dude, i haven't i told you to watch that like i know you did a long time ago I'm sorry but it will make you cry all right um and number three coming in hot Number three, you'll probably be uh, Thor. What's that guy's name? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. The guy looks like a bag of hammers. I mean, mm-hmm. he is, I don't know what he's taking, but I want some. Okay. And, but top three, okay. getting smooches. Well, I'm not going to give any top smooches, but I, I, will, I will admit to that. <laughs> you can't no, no, no. do that to no, me. Listen. I've been exposed. I, I will admit this. There is a guy I, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> there is a guy I follow on Instagram that, I don't know how he got into my feet. He's like some model from Germany or something. <laughs> he's a good he's, dancer. It, no, he's definitely like the most attractive guy I've ever seen. What I, is I only his name? F- it's like Yves, Y-V-E-S. <laughs> First of all, name? Right? Hard 10. No. <laughs> why? Like he's a 10 just by his yeah. name. But like, I don't know why. I just like, this guy is like the most attractive guy I've ever seen. And I follow oh. him for just that reason. So. Well, that's think weird. what you want about me. But <laughs> well, at least you can I, say you're going to smooch him. I still follow him. him. You know, he's, he's married. He's a little girl now. And I'm like following his family like I actually know who he is. Does he I have don't. millions of followers? Does he know that you follow him? He doesn't know. No. Mm. Okay. Well, so I, I don't even think he lives in America. I mean, he, he speaks English. <laughs> he's an international bad boy, huh? huh? Oh, you like I'll, him? I'll post a picture of him. Oh, and you <laughs> tell me he's not better than Chris Hemsworth. Well. But dude, Eves, I won't kiss you. It's cool. Yeah, you, you would. I probably would. No, I mean I, just I a smooch, man. Just a little smooch. Depends on they how they do it in Europe, man. Depends, it's cool. Depends on how much marijuana I've had. Okay, right? yeah, watch out the marijuanas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, I think we need to be wrapping this up here pretty soon. What do you think? All right, I think it's good. We're shooting from the hip, boys and girls, and we are living. We should put like a little Easter egg here at the end, so we can say, "Hey, if you got all the way to this point, you know, say the word, uh, you know, smooches." Yeah, <laughs> put in the com the the comments. <laughs> Who Riley would like to make out? What, what guy Riley would most like to make out with? So we know we got you got this far. Look, man. Look, I'm comfy. I that's, know who I am. It's fine. Well, I know who I am. Well, between, you know, jiu-jitsu and, <laughs> and your list now, <gasps> I'm just going to scoot this way a little bit. Hey, man, I'll put you on bar. Give you a smooch, bud. <laughs> You'd be at the top of my list. So. Well, we're excited, man. The next podcast on your playlist is going to be a thing, and, and we're happy to be here, man. We're happy to be chatting again and talking. And Yep, we're going to be bringing up some interviews here in the near future. We've already got some lined up, so we're looking forward to that. And like I said, there's going to be some challenging things. We'd like to hear your feedback, whether it's in on the YouTube channel, like in the comments there, or even on Instagram. Our Instagram handle has changed. Yep. Um, if you followed the Forging Fury podcast, I, I'm sure you it just you still follow us, but it's at next on your playlist. Yeah. So again, we're back on the grind, boys and girls, and, and hop on the on the ship with us because we want to get better and we, we want to help you guys as well. So anything you guys want to chat about, bring it up. We are here for it, and we want to do uh, good things. Yeah, we love you guys. Love you, mean it. <laughs>